0: Wow. How was that finish? To the very last putt, we had no idea how that baby was going to finish. So congratulations. I mean, seriously, amazing, amazing work by Keith Mitchell. Let's dive into the data that matters on this Data Monday. Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host Aaron Stewart. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Data Access Golf. Grateful to have you here on a Data Monday where we get to dive into how Keith Mitchell got it done. And it was wow, that was super impressive. If you're watching, if you're watching the show, I mean, you just never knew from when Ryan Palmer kind of got in there in the house and then Brooks Kepka came in and then Ricky Mallor, Ricky Fowler did his little deal and then Keith Mitchell came up and buried that thing for a birdie on. I mean, the whole thing was incredible. Um, that was, I've been trying to go back and think through the previous tournaments. I mean, that was pretty incredible. And we went in, I mean, remember we, we go into the Honda Classic and we're all thinking like, geez, you know, there's only like three of the top 20 and you know how interesting is this going to be? But to kind of see everybody sort of work their way up, and then we've got VJ Singh in there, and that's blowing our minds. And the whole thing was just was awesome. How it all kind of shook out. I mean, to have Brooks Kepka and and Ricky Fowler tied in the clubhouse, and I'm sure both of them thought, you know, hey, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to be in a playoff. And watching that, and then to watch Ricky Fowler, I don't see a Ricky, Ricky Fowler's face when when Keith Mitchell rolled that putt in. He just kind of went, wow. And then both of those guys, Brooks Kepka and Ricky Fowler, to their credit, both went up and congratulated Keith Mitchell. I love that part of it. I know there's some people that think if you're competitors, you should hate each other until, until their last breath. That's kind of a Carl Malone situation when he played for the Utah Jazz. But that's just, I just love this. I, I think that you can be... In golf, we can be so focused in on our own stuff. We don't need to be super competitive with everybody else. In fact, I I don't necessarily, I don't know. There's definitely something there about being too competitive where you're all up in your head thinking about too much, where if you're, you have to stay in the moment and play outside yourself to play your best golf. And I just love to hear Keith Mitchell talk about how he went out and birdied the, I mean, bogeyed the first two and then said to himself, going back to stuff that he's learned, you know not today. I am not going to let myself overthink this. I'm going to stay in the moment. I'm going to stay present to what I'm doing and I'm going to work my way through this and it was brilliant. Really cool. So some of the things these aren't the data this aren't data points that I normally dive into but some of the stuff that I thought was pretty interesting just kind of looking over his year one, he's a big hitter. I mean, he hits a, a long way. And I was just looking over his, they always list here on, if you go to PGA, com and go to the player and then go to stats, and if you select the tournament tab, it kind of shows you what they've done in each tournament. So let me just kind of read you the long drives that he's had this year. We'll just go back. Let's see, we'll just go back a few. So his long drive at the Honda Classic was 323. His long drive at the Genesis Open, which was a mess, Right. 323 his long drive at the AT&T Pebble Beach again a mess at sea level 326 the waste management phoenix open 355 was his long drive amazing farmer's insurance open again tough sea level 322 sony open in hawaii 349 you get the point he's a big hitter he hits it a long way so that's pretty cool and then then let's go to the other direction. Something, too, that kind of jumped out at me. His strokes gained putting averages. Um, for this tournament, he averaged 0.220. So he picked up about 20% of one stroke per round on average. But then listen to the following. He was minus one stroke per round, 1.169 at the Genesis Open. He was minus almost two strokes at the at t Pebble Beach he was minus one and a half strokes at the Waste Management Open. And he was he was minus over two and a half strokes at the Farmers Open. So putty not as strong suit. He'd been negative in the previous previous five tournaments. So to be positive at all in this tournament probably says a lot about why he won. So good stuff, pretty interesting stuff. So let's dive into the yeah, you may not have noticed that, but my my dad came in the office, so I had to stop <laughs> and talk to him for a little bit. See how he's doing. He's out, he's in his 70s and he's still out working construction. He just he's an amazing man. So anyway, so I wanted to dive back in then to these numbers that matter, the data that matters, and then go right up to our um our performance benchmarks to see how um to see how it all shakes out. So let's go. Let's dive right in and take a look at it. So Keith Mitchell obviously won the thing. He was, before he started the week, he was at 102 in Cut points. But with his victory, he moves all the way up into the top 20 to number 17. So big jump there, 85 spots. So really cool there. We're going to look at his consistency numbers. This is only his second year on tour. This was his 40th tournament. So he's been in 40 events. He's made 28 cuts, which puts him at a consistency rating of 70%. Okay, 7 out of 10, which puts him right in Matt Kuchar, 73%. Uh, J.B. Holmes, 71%. Kind of puts him right in that realm. Uh, we know Tiger Woods is always leads this pack at 91%. Uh, Dustin Johnson last week, 82% consistency number. So that's how that goes. So great stuff there. Then wanted to jump into... So for the week, let's jump right in and we'll compare that to his 2018 numbers. So he hit, uh, driving accuracy, he hit 59% of his fairways, which he hit all of uh, 2018, 58%. So only one percentage point better than that. Our benchmark, obviously, is 55%. So he's right in there. He'd be above that benchmark. And we would say he wouldn't really have to work on his driving. Um, So for his greens and regulations, uh, for the uh, tournament, he was at 63%. And for the year in 2018, he was at 72%. So a higher green in regulation percentage for all of last year's as opposed to at the Honda Classic. And that, right, our benchmark for that is 65%. So for his tournament, he would have been below our benchmark, um, but averaged obviously above that for the year in 2018. So a good number there as well. Uh, Sand saves, we have our, he he was 75% up and down out of the sand for this week. And for the year of 2018, he was up and down 51%. Our benchmark is at 45%. So just above that benchmark, he would have been fine there. For scrambling, his scrambling number is 57% for all of 2018. We're saying our benchmark, when we know that we need to go work on our game, is anything below 55% would be in our benchmark. So right just barely above that, but getting kind of close Really, the only thing so far where we would have him working would be on his greens and regulation. He was 63%, which was below our, 70, our 65% benchmark for the week. Okay, so stroke, scheme putting, we talked about a little bit already. He was positive 0.22 for the week, but he averaged last year minus one half a stroke. So obviously, uh, a, little, a little different there. Well, that's not something that we compare or really can compare because it's compared week to week, but just kind of a number there as far as data goes. Okay, putting over 25 feet. For 2018, um, Keith averaged 4.6%, and we say anywhere right around 4%. So he was just kind of barely over that mark. But there, well within our benchmarks, tour quality game. His putting from 15 to 20 feet, he made 19% of those putts. And we're saying right at 14% is our our benchmark. So again, performed above our benchmarks for 2018. For 15, from 10 to 15 feet, he made 28% of those putts. And our benchmark is at 25%. And putting from three to five feet, um, our benchmark is right there at 85% he made 81 from five feet, 89 from four feet, and 99% from three three feet, averaging out to be a very solid, you know, 85, uh, 80, 87%. So good there. His average putts per round were 29.65. Round that up to 30 if you want. Again, we're saying our putts per round should be anything below 30. So right there on that mark. So again, really, really cool. As far as I'm hoping that we're starting to see that these benchmark numbers are pretty solid, that a lot of these players are very close to these numbers, um, and when they have a a really a top-notch week, they can be a little above these numbers, but for the most part everybody kind of hangs out there, and I went through and tried to establish these numbers as authoritative by giving you the names of people who actually performed less than these numbers last week, and again, for driving accuracy, our, our number is 55%. That was Rory McIlroy and Tony Finau and Phil Mac- Mickelson. Uh, 65% Greens and Regulation, Patrick Reed, Jason Duffner. Sand saves below 45% was Bubba Watson and Gary Woodland. Uh, scrambling below 55%, Adam Scott and Gary Woodland. Putting over 25%, less than 4%. De- uh, Bryson DeChambeau and Xander Shoffley. Putting from 15 to 23. 23- 15 to 20 feet below 14%, we're talking Jordan Spieth and Henrik Stenson and Justin Rose. Okay, so that's where these benchmarks are. When I talk that these benchmarks are tour quality, that's what I mean. We have got players that we all know and we all love that went on tour that are amazing performers that perform below these benchmarks on average for a year. So if we're able to get our game somewhere near near these benchmarks, we will have a very consistent and arguably a tour quality game. And, and again, making sure that we're playing from the right tees. And, and we can't stress this enough. I mean, the average tour pro, the, the average tour pro hits an 8-iron into the green as his approach shot. Okay, that's on average. So we need to make sure that if we don't average an 8-iron in, whatever that number is, if we're not averaging that number, the number of our 8-iron as approach shots into the green, then these benchmarks don't really mean as much as they could. I still think that they hold water. But if we're actually hitting into a green an 8-iron on average, then these benchmarks are so solid and so helpful for us to work on our games and get better at them. So I hope that we use them that way. Okay, so jumping down to my favorite portion, the cash, the money, the funsy part of the Data, data Monday. So for the Honda Classic, our good friend Keith brought in a cool $1.224 million. His total score, total strokes for all four rounds, 271. That brought in, uh, per day, $306,000 per day for four days of work. That's good if you can get it. His per hour rate then was $61,200. And his per stroke rate for his... he So for every one of those 271 strokes that he made for those four days he made $4,517. So really cool stuff. So hopefully that, uh, I, I, love, I love Data Mondays. I love looking through and seeing how they performed. Usually we find one or two stats where they really excelled. This has been the first time when there's really not been one number that's jumped off the page where, um, other than, I mean, sand saves, but I don't know how many sand traps he was in. There's really nothing here that jumps off the page He just was so good in all these areas. He hit every one of his areas. He was above the benchmark. And so it was a very consistent effort. What we saw, the biggest drastic change in his game was putting. When normally he was losing to the field in strokes game putting, this week he was just up. It was only .2 strokes around, but that's all he needed based on how well he played and all the other aspects of his game in order to get the win done. And again, he had to make a pretty tough 14-foot putt on the 18th hole to nip Brooks Koepka and and Ricky Fowler, right? So amazing tournament. That was, I mean, the Honda has to be thrilled because they kind of got screwed in the schedule. But to have a finish like that, that was just a feel-good, and they deserved it. The Bear Trap, the whole thing, that course is great. And hopefully next year... We, I hope every tournament can be like that because that was incredible to watch to the very last minute. It's very rarely I can say that my, wall, my wife was enthralled as we watched the end of the tournament, but she was right there and, and was hurting with all the guys that was missing when, when uh, Vijay Singh's ball kind of rolled. She, she, she's not a big fan of Vijay Singh, but she felt bad for him when his ball kind of rolled in the water and he knew that that was going to be it for him. So great tournament, great fun. Hopefully everybody enjoyed it. And until next time, till next Monday, till we have our next winner at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, better data always means better golf. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com, and we'll see you on the next episode.